0: It all started the day before yesterday, on September 26th. I came home from school and walked into our one-room cabin to the smell of scalded milk and the sight of things thrown everywhere. I closed the door behind me and stepped forward. It was only then that I saw my foster parents lying on the floor in a pool of blood. They had both been scalped, and they appeared to be dead. I ran to Ma first. She was holding the big iron skillet, and it had some hair and blood on it, so I guessed she had put up a fight. As I stood there looking down, her eyelids fluttered, and she opened her eyes and said, Pinky. Pinky was her nickname for me. It is short for Pinkerton. I crouched down beside her. I'm here, Ma, she said. Is Emmet alive? I looked over at Pa. He was not breathing. His eyes were closed, and he had a peaceful smile on his face. He also had a hatchet buried in his chest. I swallowed hard. No, Ma, I said. He was a good man, she said. I will see him walking the streets of glory before too long. Don't talk that way, Ma. I will fetch Doc Finley from Dayton. No. Her voice was faint. There is no time. I'm dying. Your medicine bag, the one your Everma gave you. I do not think my medicine bag can help you now, Ma. No, I mean, that's what they were after. She gave a kind of sigh, and I thought she had gone. But then her eyes opened, and she gripped my hand tight. It holds your destiny. Pinky, do you remember my special hiding place? Loose floorboard behind the stove? She nodded. You're smart, Pinky. You'll figure out what to do. Take that medicine bag and get out fast before they come back. I did not understand what she meant at first. Then I did. The Indians who did this might come back, I said. They weren't Indians. Her voice was real faint now and her skin was a terrible white, she said. One of them had blue eyes, and he smelled like bay rum hair tonic. Indians do not wear hair tonic. I sniffed the air. My Evangeline was right. Above the smell of blood, scalded milk, and fresh-baked cake, I could detect the sweet scent of cloves. Bay rum hair tonic. I also picked up a tang of sweaty armpits. The man who did this had left a few minutes ago and could return any moment. My instinct was to run, but I did not want to leave my dying ma. Go, Pinky, she said. Take your medicine bag and get out of here before they come back. I stood up and looked down at her. She would be dead in a minute. I clenched my fists. I will find those men, I said, and I will avenge you, Ma. No, she said. And then she said, Pinky. I could barely hear her so I squatted down beside her again. Yes, Ma? Promise me that you will never take another life, not even those who killed me. You must forgive. That is what our Lord teaches. I can't promise that, Ma, I said. My vision was blurry. I blinked, and it got clearer. It is my dying wish, she said. You have to. Then I promise, I said. She closed her eyes and whispered, And promise you will not gamble nor drink hard liquor. I promise. But this time she did not hear me.